be here physically. It's another thing to be here spiritually. Yeah. To actually be connected. Yes, we should make sure we check off our little uh, good Christian box of coming to church. Uh, but beyond that, let's make sure that when we're here, we don't allow anything or anyone to distract us. I'm going to preach on probably something I preach about more than anything around here. I'm going to preach about the anointing tonight. Exodus chapter 30, verses 22 through 26, it says this, The Lord spake unto Moses, saying, Take thou also unto the principal spices of pure myrrh, 500 shekels, and of sweet cinnamon, 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 half so much, even 250 shekels, and of sweet calamus, 250 shekels, and of cassia, 500 shekels, uh, and of olive oil and hen, or they, they say probably about a gallon. And thou shalt make it an oil of holy ointment, an ointment compound after the art of the apothecary. It shall be a holy anointing oil, and thou shalt anoint the tabernacle of the congregation therewith and the ark of the testimony. It goes on and on. It's talking about all the stuff and anoint the tables and anoint the vessels right. and anoint the candlesticks right. and anoint the incense altar and anoint the, the altar of burnt offerings and anoint everything. Just cover the place of this holy anointing oil. And if you're around here too, not too very long, you're going to see that we talk about the anointing a whole lot. I want this place, every singer, every musician, every Bible study teacher, every usher, every greeter, every single one of us, I sure hope we are drenched with the anointing of Almighty God, that we are anointed, that we're not just taking up space, that I'm not just talking in a microphone, giving a nice little talk, but that the glory of God would come down. I want to be anointed. We want to be anointed. I don't want to be a part of some dry, dead, dull church. I want this to be an anointed church. People can tell the difference. They might not be able to explain it all. We've had people come in and they just talk about Oh, there's just such an excitement in that church. It ain't just an excitement because, listen, I'm tired. Yeah. And I'm not always excited. But what you are feeling is the anointing. The anointing is what makes the difference. Everything that was touched with that prepared oil, suddenly it was anointed. It was holy. It was separate. It was special. Something that was common now is special because the oil has been applied yes. to that object yes. or to that person. Whoever the anointing oil was applied to was suddenly set apart. Yes. And there was an authority that was oh, yeah. upon them. Oh, yeah. That wasn't, it might have been just old Aaron, old buddy Aaron before, but now. That the anointing oil has come in contact with that old boy. Suddenly, something has changed. There's an authority that's upon him. The common man became an anointed minister when the oil was applied. It was no longer just a normal table or just an average piece of furniture. After 
the oil was applied, yes. it was special. Praise God. This this is just a this is just a microphone. Yeah, right. This is just a room. That yeah, right. the, the, they this used to be an internet cafe. Yeah, God yeah. only knows what was done in this place before we came in here. Yes. Yes. But what makes the difference? Oh, yes. and, and we've only been here a couple short weeks, but there's already such a drawing and there's a, a liberty, not because of just because we got a microphone and we put some paint on the walls. That's nice. That's good, but what's happened is the anointing is here. And the anointing is what makes the difference. Isaiah 10, 27 says, It shall come to pass in that day that the burden shall be taken away off thy shoulder and the yoke from off thy neck. A yoke, like one of those big old-fashioned things that held the, the cows in place, saying, okay, we're yoked these cows or these oxen together, and so they are moving together where we stay. But he says now, that when the day comes, suddenly the yoke will be destroyed from off the, the neck. Why? Because of the anointing. People's lives have been changed in this church. Marriages in this church have been put back together again. Addicts have been restored. Chains have been broken. Not because of me. Not because of personality. Because of the anointing. I'm addicted to the anointing. I crave the anointing. The anointing is what changes it from public speaking to suddenly, thus saith the Lord. It's the anointing that breaks the chains. It suddenly makes the difference and it goes from just nice little notes on a keyboard to entertaining and creating an atmosphere where the glory... It's the anointing. The anointing. They have greeters at Walmart. Yeah. They have daycares down the street. What separates everything we do? Children's ministry. Hospitality. Anything we touch. What changes is the fact that it better be anointed. Let me tell you, I know there's times whenever it's it, like uh, what I'm saying. It, it, it's, it's sometimes I, I know I'm, I'm anointed at all times, but there's times when there's just a touch of glory. I don't. It's different, and so there, there's times when suddenly it's like that oil just was poured upon me, and I feel like like the psalmist said when he said, "I can run through a troop and I can jump over a wall." I feel like a Holy Ghost ninja. I feel like bring it on. I ain't scared of anything. The anointing is the difference maker, church. Ministry team, the anointing is the difference maker. Learn how to put notes together. Learn how to entertain the children better. Learn how to smile and be given to hospitality and all of that good stuff. But at the end of the day, the anointing is the difference maker. The anointing is what destroys the yoke. The anointing is what breaks the chains. It's the anointing that sets the captive free. May we never just become another social club. May we never just become another religion. It's the anointing. We need the favor of God, the presence of God 
in our midst. First John 2, 27 lets us know that it's the anointing that when it abideth in you, it says that ye have need not that any man teach you. That suddenly when you are anointed by God, you might not have a fifth grade education, but the Lord suddenly his spirit comes upon you. The words come into your spirit. You didn't even know what to say before. There's times I've been preaching and suddenly the anointing comes down and I just begin to say stuff. And then I'm like, wow, that was good. I was just as surprised as other folks. There's been times talking to some of you when I'm, I'm giving a word to you. And sometimes it's just good advice. And then sometimes it's like the oil is poured. And it's thus saith the Lord. The, the anointing will teach you some stuff. The anointing will bring understanding and revelation. It's the anointing that we need. There's something about those that are anointed. In fact, the Lord said, touch not mine anointed. Those that are anointed, God says, don't touch them. They're mine. Those that walk in that anointing, the Lord says, keep your paws off of my people. I hope you're getting the idea. I, I've got to be anointed. I, I've got to crave the anointing. I, if I'm not going to be anointed, take this microphone, forget it, close up shop. We need the anointing. We need the presence of God. Isaiah 61 verse 1, the prophecy says it this way. The spirit of the Lord God is upon me. That's what we need. We need the spirit of the Lord God to come upon us. And it says this, the Lord hath anointed me to preach Good tidings unto the meek. He hath sent me to bind up the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives, and the opening of the prison to them that are bound. When you are anointed, things change. It's no longer just a, a prayer of comfort, it's a prayer of healing. When the anointing is upon us, changes everything and the church has got to be after that young people you got to crave it i want the spirit of the lord to be upon me singers you got to seek after it i want to be anointed musicians you got to seek after it i want to be anointed be talented have a good personality I want you, Lord. I want your spirit. I want your hand upon us. God, anoint this church. Let your voice for a moment. You gotta want it. I can't want it for you. I can't pat you on the back enough and give it to you. You've got to crave it. You've got to seek after it. You've got to go after it with everything in your heart. I want to be anointed. I want more of you, Jesus. There is a supernatural help that comes when you're anointed. 
the anointing, I know I said it, I'm going to say it again, the anointing takes just a simple maybe talk or object lesson and suddenly when that anointing is there, it becomes a word from the Lord. It's the anointing. The anointing. Say the anointing. The anointing. Look at your neighbor and say the anointing. Look at your neighbor and say you need to be anointed. Now take your finger and put it right in your chest and talk to yourself and say, I need to be anointed. Say it again like you mean it. I, I've got to be anointed. Sunday school teachers, you're dealing with kids that have, are living in all kinds of abuse and all kinds of dysfunction. they got all kinds of counselors at school trying to straighten them out, and they can't do it. It's the anointing that's going to break the chain. that's going to do it. Anointing, 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 anointing. 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 Yeah, this ain't for everyone right now, but there's a few of you. You want to be anointed. You want to be used by God. Anointing. Anointing. Anointing on our interpreters. Anointing. Anointing on our music ministry. Anointing on our hospitality. Anointing on our preachers. Anointing on every altar worker, Lord. Help us to be there's real spirits in this world there's real spirits in this world you can feel it on the job you can feel it sometimes in Walmart there's oppression and there's anger and there's all kinds of issues at work and you can you can feel it upon you and you've got to walk in the anointing now I want to take a few minutes tonight I don't know how long we'll see I want to talk about I want to talk about necessary ingredients necessary ingredients I want you to hear me because you can't just live any old way and you can't just do any old thing and think you're going to have the favor of God I cannot live any old way I cannot do just any old thing and expect to walk in the authority that God has called me to well everyone else is doing it I ain't everyone you're not everyone we are a chosen generation you are holy Peculiar people. So we might as well start acting peculiar. There's enough religion and there's enough churches in the world. And listen, I'm all about let's look good and let's do it right. But people expect Pentecostals are a little different. Let's not disappoint. They tried the other churches. Let them come here and experience the demonstration and the power of God. That requires us to be different. Yes. 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 Necessary 
ingredients. Yeah. Now next week is Thanksgiving. And some of y'all might have a, a, a specific dish you're known for. And I'm looking forward to eating a whole bunch. But with cooking, there's if, if you want to have macaroni and cheese, there's certain ingredients that you have to put into the pot. You can't go outside, throw some dirt in there. Come on. You can't just, you know, grab whatever's lying around the house and then just stir it up and say, macaroni and cheese. No. In fact, I know of a, a young lady that she uh, she was making macaroni and cheese for a significant other. And she wasn't a good cook. And so she started, like, she put the noodles in there and the cheese in there and whatever else, Lord only knows. And she just tasted it and said, it's missing something. Yeah. And so she began to, she added sugar. Oh. And then that didn't taste right, so she added salt. And am I telling the truth? Yes. And it wasn't my wife. No. And uh, she just kept, so she got down the slippery slope of it's not right, I've messed it up. And she just kept adding more and more to it and just got worse and worse. She had noodles. She had cheese. But all of the, she didn't even want a prayer, I'm sorry. She needed a lesson from Betty Crocker. <laughs> and, and I want to talk about these necessary ingredients, yes. or as the as Exodus chapter 30 says, principal spices. Principal spices. All right. And I want to apply these. I am sure we understand that the Word of God, a lot of these passages, they could be interpreted or they could be applied in several different ways, but I'm going to share with you as... The Lord laid this upon my heart several weeks ago, and I actually uh, delivered a portion of this to some of our, our leadership. But I want to talk to you about these necessary ingredients. All right. You want to be anointed, right? Yes. You want to be anointed yes. children's ministry. We want to be anointed music ministry. We want to be anointed altar workers. We want to be anointed Bible study teachers. So there's got to be the right ingredients put in the pot. I can't just do anything. I've got to give myself to certain things. Principal spices. And the base of this oil, of that anointing oil, that ointment, was olive oil. I'm going to give you a few things from these. This uh, olive oil was one of the most valuable resources to the nation of Israel. Right, right. It was a commodity. It was a commercial product. It yep. was traded and it was transported <laughs> everywhere. It was big business for the Israelites. Mm -hmm. And it was a big portion of their, their lives in general. It was all, all throughout the tabernacle. You see olive oil. And I want to apply this to the most basic ingredients. If we are going to be anointed by the Holy Ghost, then we need to be full of the Holy Ghost. The most basic portion of being anointed is we need to be full of the Holy Ghost. We need to walk in the Spirit. Acts chapter 10 verse 38 gives the example of the anointing of Jesus. It says this, anointed with the Holy Ghost. Yes, yes. We need to be baptized, smeared, yes. covered, yes. dripping yes. with 
the Spirit of God. More than just a five-minute fix on a Sunday morning where you come up and you feel a Holy Ghost goosebump. We need to walk in the Spirit. You ought to be seeking to speak in tongues every day. You ought to be seeking after. I should be reaching after the things of the Spirit on a Monday and a Tuesday, on a Thursday, throughout the week. 2 Corinthians 1, anointed us uh, by God and given the earnest of the Spirit. The most basic thing is we need to walk in the Holy Ghost. Yes. Yes. We cannot walk in the flesh. Now listen, we're flesh and blood. We're living in a natural world. There are physical aspects to this life. But we must not confine the realm of God's Spirit to this building. We must understand that God is a spirit. And if there are people that are hungry and are seeking after His Spirit... It doesn't matter if you're here in this room, if you're in your bedroom, or if you are at work. You can get along with God and you can access the Holy Ghost. Ephesians 6, 18 says, praying always in the Spirit. Praying always in the Spirit. It's got, you want to be anointed, I want to walk in the anointing. If that is going to happen, then there has to be a praying in the Holy Ghost. There has to be a living in the Spirit. There has to be a walking after the things of God. The most basic ingredient. If you're going to be anointed Sunday school teacher, if you're going to be anointed music leader and worship leader, the first thing that's going to happen if you're anointed is you're going to walk in the Spirit. Not just come here on Sunday morning and try to get some goosebumps going. No, but on Monday I've been in prayer. And when Tuesday was hard, I found a place and got alone in prayer. And I... We need to pray in the Spirit. we got to walk in the Spirit. We need to talk in tongues as much as often. As much as we can. Full of the Holy Ghost. That's what Jude says. Verse 20. There's only Jude 1.20. It says this. Beloved, building up yourselves on your most holy faith. How? Praying in the Holy Ghost. Praying in the Holy Ghost. We want to be anointed. We want to flow in the Spirit. We want to be used by God. We want miracle signs and wonders. If that's going to happen, we need a church that comes together, not dry and carnal, and then have to spend the first 55 minutes trying to shake the flesh off of us and repent of our sins and finally feel a little bit of liberty for a few moments before we leave. But no, rather the church comes together after walking in the Spirit throughout the week. Listen, it doesn't mean you're perfect. doesn't mean that you don't have any faults. doesn't mean you don't ever get angry. But I am after the things of the Spirit. And I know where to go when things go wrong. I get in the Spirit. 
That's what John the Revelator said. John is, he's deserted on an aisle. He's out there by himself facing persecution and going through imprisonment. And what did he say? I was in the spirit. You can, you need to hear me right now. You can be in the spirit even though you have a bad job. Well, I'll only pray if everything's going my way. No, you can get in the spirit no matter the circumstances you're going through. Get along with God. Find a prayer room. Find a closet and allow the Holy Ghost to come upon you. You want to walk in victory here? Then you need to get liberty at home. We need to learn to speak in tongues in our own home. We need to allow the Spirit of the Lord to blow in our homes. <sighs> Where we can turn off Netflix every now and then and say, we're going to pray for a minute or two. And we're going to put the focus. I'm feeling the Holy Ghost here right now. I'm telling you. The most basic ingredient, the most basic thing is we have got to be full overrunning filled with the Holy Ghost where it doesn't take someone praying you through every Sunday and begging you to come to an altar and giving you an attaboy and encouraging you every week but you come to the service bubbling up in the Holy Ghost pray for a moment, lift your voice for a moment <laughs> come on we gotta start we gotta learn to discern when the spirit's moving upon us and the Lord will prick your heart when it's time to pray at home be sensitive to that open up to that follow after that come on let the oil flow in your life stop putting a cork in the oil bottle when you leave the church stop corking up the Holy Ghost when you leave let it flow let the glory of God move in your life come on Flow, flow, flow. We need to live in the Spirit. We got to walk in the Spirit. We've got to be open to the Spirit. We got to be open to it. Reach over, pray with someone for a moment. I'm telling you, the Holy Ghost is here right now. Let that oil just begin to flow. Let that oil begin to flow. Husband and wife, you've been having some conflicts at home. Pray. Pray. Pray in the Spirit. There's been issues, division, dissension. Pray in the Spirit. Get in the Spirit. Come on, go ahead. Oh, it's not by might. It's not by power. It's by the Spirit. Oh, be full of the Holy Ghost. Be filled with the Holy Ghost. I'm afraid we've gotten a little too professional. I'm afraid I've gotten a little too controlled and we know how to open the spigot and let just a little bit of glory come out from time to time, but then we close it back up. We need to turn that thing wide open and let God be God. Let the Lord have his way. Let him do what he wants to do. Stop trying to control the Holy Ghost. Ghost. We used to carry young people out of camps because they were so lost in the Holy Ghost. 
We need to allow the spirit. It's the base. It's the base. You look at those anointed apostles and all that they accomplished. They were either coming or going from a prayer room. They were always going or coming from a prayer meeting. There has got to be something inside of us where we are bubbling up with joy and the Holy Ghost. Where we pray often. Listen, the Bible says pray without ceasing. That doesn't mean you pray 24-7. But I believe we live in a vein of prayer. Where there is a consciousness where we are not just living in this carnal world but there is a supernatural world out there and we are we can tap into the spirit of God if we would choose to we need to let the oil flow <laughs> the most basic ingredient saint of God minister young person any of us member guests the most basic thing we need to be full of the Holy Ghost amen Full of the Holy Ghost. Ah. Jesus. The next thing, the next thing, moving on for time's sake, is myrrh. The word myrrh, M-Y-R-R-H, is used in the list of necessary ingredients to make up that holy oil. Again, you need to speak in tongues. You need to be full of the Holy Ghost. But there's also other things that we need to be doing. Myrrh. You find it mentioned a few times in Scripture. You find it presented at the birth and the death of Jesus Christ. The wise men in Matthew chapter 2 brought Jesus gifts of gold, frankincense, and myrrh. And then upon His death in John 19.39, it says after... Uh, after he was dead, they brought a mixture of myrrh and aloes. Myrrh is something that you find brought by the wise men. You find that it was brought by those that came to anoint the body of Jesus. It was something that was very valuable. It was used for embalming. Myrrh was used... For death. Myrrh was applied to the dead. If you want to be anointed, if I want to be anointed, then I've got to die out to my flesh. Myrrh was applied to the dead. You want this aspect of the oil? You want this power of the anointing? Then I've got to learn how to die out to my own carnal desires. If I want to be anointed, if you want to walk in the Spirit and be used by God, then you have got to die. We don't like that. I don't want that. Because I want what I want when I want what I want. But if you want to be anointed, 
there's going to have to be some altars that we find and where we're willing to crawl up on and say, not my will, but yours be done. Lord, I want this, but I know you want that. So your will, your way, have your way, God. We've got to learn to die out to self. If we want this aspect of the anointing church ministry, if we want this aspect of the anointing, we are going to have to learn how to die. I've got to learn how to find an altar and to allow my flesh to be crucified. Not just once when I repent of my sins for the first time, but every single day. Every single day every single day every single day I'll say it again because your flesh doesn't like it my flesh doesn't like it every single day you're going to have to make a decision are you going to walk in the flesh or walk in the spirit you've got to die out to self I've got to die out to self the disciples wanted to know how do we pray Jesus said like this thy will be done thy kingdom come you've got to learn how to start saying Lord not my will but yours be done But I think I know what needs to happen. Maybe you do, and maybe you don't. I find it interesting on Jesus' pathway towards that hill where he would be crucified. You find something that I don't find anywhere else that he did. But he prayed, making this time where his humanity is having to surrender to his divinity. But that human flesh is so strong and... Your will is so strong and you find something that I don't find anywhere else that you, you find where Jesus prayed or Jesus laid hands and he did it one time and most of the time it was once. I do find where uh, there was a, an instance where a blind man, Jesus lays his hands on him and uh, he opens his eyes and, and, and but he says, Lord, I see men walking as trees. So it required a second prayer, but I don't ever see where Jesus had to pray three times about something until you get to Matthew 26 where he is wrestling with I don't want to die I don't want to be hung on a cross I don't I, I want what I want and he begins to pray humanity crying out to divinity and, and he starts saying he's saying thy will be done if this cup could pass from me let it be nevertheless not my will, but thy will be done. This was something that Jesus had to do three times. So you better believe you and I are going to have to find some places from time to time and say, Lord, I know what I want. I know what I'm thinking, but I'm just flesh, and I need this humanity to die out. Your will be done. Your will be done. I'm talking to people right now. You want to be anointed? You want to walk in the Holy Ghost? Your flesh is going to have to die out. You're going to have to stop entertaining everything that pleases your flesh you gotta start sacrificing you gotta start doing what's uncomfortable not what I want whatever Jesus wants if you want to be anointed you want to be used by God I want that anybody else you want that 
You're going to have to sacrifice. You're going to have to get in agreement with the church and with the ways of God. There's going to be things that you want. But if the Lord is asking something else of me, I'll go above my own way and I'll seek after God's will. Myrrh. It's the death. That aspect of the oil will only be applied by dying out. You got to die. You got to die. You got to die. That's what whole, all of Romans 6 is about. Shall we continue in sin that grace may abound? God forbid. How shall we that are dead to sin live any longer therein? It goes on, scripture after scripture. Verse 7, for he that is dead is freed from sin. Hallelujah. Verse 11, likewise ye also yourselves to be dead indeed unto sin. Let not sin reign in your mortal body. We've got to die. I'm telling you, I, I do. I got to repent every day. I got to find some time and, uh, and just wrestle. And Lord, this is what I think. And this is what I want. But Lord, not my will. And I'm telling you, there's some days I miss it. And there's some days you miss it. But you can't go too many days until you climb up on an altar and say, I am crucified with Christ, but yet I live. You want to live? You want to be anointed? Hey! You want to be anointed? You want to live? You want to walk in authority? You got to die! You got to die. You got to die. Pray for a moment. I got a long ways to go still. Jesus. 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 I'm going to keep going with this for another moment. So after, after we pass through the olive oil and we investigate the myrrh, the next you come up to the cinnamon. The cinnamon. The cinnamon. This is a fragrant oil. In different forms, it smells good. Tastes good, looks good. Yeah. It's yeah. pleasant. Yeah. The root word of cinnamon in scripture means to stand upright. I want to apply this very quickly. I'm not going to stay here very long. But I want to apply this to our, our the way we carry ourselves and others view and see us. I want to put it this way. We need to remember people are looking at us. People are watching us. And just because you spoke in tongues on Sunday, if you're cussing people out on Tuesday, your religion is in vain. If you are coming to church and, oh, I lift your name on high, and then I'm robbing and stealing and cheating and manipulating on Monday, I am not going to be anointed. There will not be an authority. 2 Corinthians 3, verse 2 this is what he said. Ye are our uh, epistle, written in our hearts, known and read of all men. Right. Meaning that everywhere you go, That's right. people are reading you. That's right. You are the letter, written and read, yes. and that people are looking at you saying, mm-hmm, 
I thought so. Uh -oh. Or they're, they're reading and they're figuring out what kind of church you go to by how you present yourself. And they are figuring out whether or not they ever want to visit my church by how I stand upright. We might all have the Holy Ghost, but the outward packaging can be quite different. The, uh, the Bellevue's uh, church secretary, Lorene, she... Uh, she told me the story just recently uh, how uh, she she buys like in bulk the sanitizer from Sam's, but she she's really cheap, and so she collects all the small various small bottles. And so like there's a Germex bottle over here, there's a Purell bottle over here. I'm ringing if you can try to fix that. Uh, and, and there's all kinds of different small bottles, but it all has the same sanitizer inside the bottle. But she listened to an argument between two ladies where one lady said, I will not use that Purell. That's, that's nasty. It's, it's sticky. And so they, they, they did their, their own science experiment, and they went around, and they, they put some on the Purell. You see how sticky that is? They clean their hands off. Germex, oh, it feels so good. It is the same exact sanitizer, but the packaging was different. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The package was a little different. Yeah. We might have the very same spirit, yeah. Come on now. Yeah. but if my packaging is uh -oh. a little bitter, uh -oh. people might not want a pump uh -oh. of what I got. Yeah. Yeah. There has to be something inside of us where we will make sure that those that are around us actually like us. Just because I have the Holy Ghost, I still have to brush my teeth. Just because I'm a pastor, I still have to get a bath. We still have to present ourselves, as Romans 12 says. Present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. Paul said this way, to the weak became I as weak that I may gain the weak. I am made all things to all men that I might by all means save some. So we have to make sure that the cinnamon is in our life. That when people are around us, they go, oh, that's good. I like that. Oh, man, I like what kind of, I, I like that type of Christian. That, that type, oh, I, there's something different about her. There's something different about him. And so I am a living epistle and people are reading me on the job and in Walmart and in the drive-thru and at the family reunion. And so if I'm telling them I'm an apostolic Christian, I better have that oil flowing through my life where they can see the difference. And there's something in my character where they say, ooh, that smells good. I want that. I got to hurry. I got to hurry. Next up is Cassia. Everyone say Cassia. Cassia. Now, I don't claim to be some Bible scholar, and I don't know how all of this works, but they say Cassia is somehow related to cinnamon. Either it's from the same family of plants or somewhat similar. It's got something that is very closely related to cinnamon. But here's the, the difference I want to share with you. This Cassia is the inner bark. The inner bark. Not just the outward cinnamon stand upright. Oh, yes. Yes. Not just the on the outside looking good. Oh, right. It takes more than looking the part of a Christian. Amen. It takes more than having the right smile. Amen. It takes more than all of that. There's got to be something on the inside that is right. Cassia. 
the inner bark of an aromatic plant. Kadah, or kadad, is the word it's derived from, which means to split, or one instance, to scrape off, or to scrape away. It's a pulling away to get to the inside. It's more than just the outside of our lives. It's just the faking everyone out. You can fake me out for a while. You can deceive me for a while. You can fake the church out for a while. But you can't deceive the Holy Ghost. The Lord sees and knows the heart. There has got to be a stripping away. A scraping away. To get to the heart of who we are. They say your reputation is all about what people see. Your reputation is all about what people think they know about you. But your character is who you are when no one else is around. Your character is who I am at the heart of the matter. I have got to. I got to be a Christian when no one else is around. And I got to walk in the Holy Ghost when no one else is there. And I got to pray more than just at the church prayer meeting. Psalm 45 speaks of the anointed with the oil of gladness and he says and he says all thy garments smell of myrrh and it goes on the smell there's got to be the smell of anointing that it's right you're right with God that where, where it's right with the Lord and I, I am and at the heart of the matter I am right with God that Alone with God, I am okay. Luke 12, 2 says, There is nothing covered that shall not be revealed, neither hid that shall not be known. A lot of us are worried about our reputation, which is good. We should care that people like us or not. Because if nobody likes me, the problem is probably not with everyone else. It's probably with me. But we've got to keep this in mind. If we would simply take care of our character, our reputation would take care of itself. There's got to be a stripping away. I'm not just a cinnamon Christian. Oh, yeah, I look good. But at the heart of the matter, Cassia, the inner bark, the inner man, the private life, I am right with God. I'm talking to people right now in the Holy Ghost that when it's just me and Jesus and Netflix that I'm watching what I should be watching and not watching what I shouldn't be watching. That my conversation doesn't change contingent upon what crowd I'm running with. There's got to be something inside of me that I am an apostolic believer. If you want to be anointed, you want to walk in dominion and authority with God, that's going to come from the scraping away of surface Christianity. It's going to come from the stripping away of just what everyone thinks about me. But I'm alone with God. And when it's just me and Jesus. Uh, pray for just a moment. That's another hard one. That's another tough one. We're almost done. Oh, God. Cassia. Cassia. 
that inner life, that splitting away, that pulling away, the secret man, that personal life, the private relationships, the private conversations, the private online existence, that private Facebook page. Oh yes, help us, help us. We want to walk in authority and anointing. That oil of cassia has to be applied. There's necessary ingredients if we're going to have an anointing from God. And it's more than just public ministry and more than just your, your uh, thinking of who I am. I have got to be right with God. Not just right with you. Not just right in your sight. I've got to be right with God. You've got to be right with God. Jesus, Jesus, help this church, Lord. Help this church, Lord. You see that the nation of Israel, they got in trouble when they tried to hide things under the tent. We've got to be right with God. I'm going to hurry and bring this to a close now. Thank you, Jesus. I just wanted to finish all of this tonight because I don't know when I'll be able to get back to this with all the holidays. Thank you, Jesus. The last one. And this is where I think a lot of us are, and this is where this church is right now. Calamus. Calamus. This is a sweet cane. And I want to draw this parallel here. It's a sweet cane, and it's something that is found in the reeds. It's found in the muddy marshes or the soggy banks near a river. If you're going to access the anointing, if we're going to get this principal spice, this necessary ingredient, then me as a person and us as a church, we must not be satisfied with just surface level church. Shallow level Christianity. Just dipping our toe in the supernatural. If you want to be anointed, you're going to have to wade out into the deep things yeah. of the Spirit. You're going to get dirty to get to this spice. I'm going to get a little bit soggy walking out here trying to access this portion of the anointing. We're going to have to wade out into the deep waters of the Spirit if we're going to truly be anointed. I'm talking to a church. We can just be very, very happy with where we're at. But if we're going to keep growing, if we're going to build that building, if we're going to continue to develop ministers and ministries and see an atmosphere of revival here, there's going to have to be some people that are committed to wading out into the waters. Not just waiting on the preacher to go to the prayer room. Not just waiting on someone else to go and be spiritual. But I'm going to wade out into prayer. And I'm going to start fasting. And I'm going to start doing whatever it takes to access the Spirit of God. You're going to get your hands dirty if you want to be anointed. You want to access this oil? You're going to have to wade out into some uncomfortable situations. You're going to have to learn how to pray beyond just your little five minutes. I've got to go beyond standing near the, the shoreline. I've got to wade out into the spirit. First Corinthians 2 verse 9, it says, I hath not seen nor ear heard, neither have entered into the heart of man the things which God hath prepared for them that love him. 
God has great things in store for us. God has wonderful things I have not seen. Ear has not heard. We haven't heard the best prophecy yet of our future. We have not seen the greatest altar call of this church yet. But how do you access this? Verse 10. But God hath revealed them unto us by his spirit. For the spirit searcheth all things. Yea, the deep things of God. You want those unknown mysteries of God? We want a great revival that no church in this area has ever experienced. We want supernatural signs and wonders. And we want that. It's the deep things of God. There's got to be a church that says, uh, we always pray like this, so we're going to go a little bit deeper now. And I've been to this place in prayer before, so I'm going to go a little bit deeper now. I've fasted this way for 20 years, and so I'm going to go a little bit deeper now. There are deep things in the Holy Ghost. There are deep mysteries in the Spirit. There are people in this place you are supposed to operate in the gifts of the Spirit, the gift of faith. You've got all kinds of things that the Lord's trying to do within you, and the way it's going to be accessed is by going deeper. Deeper, deeper, deeper. That's what the Lord's trying to do is take this church deeper right now. Where we wade out into the waters a little bit deeper. This principal spice, it wasn't found in a common spot. You had to go into a muddy area and you had to wade out into the waters to access this anointing. I'm talking to people, you want to be anointed? You're going to have to wade out into prayer. Hallelujah. You're going to have to wade out into going, waiting in an altar call a little bit longer than others. And sometimes we say dismiss, but the Spirit says, no, you stay. Sometimes you go to get up from prayer, but the Lord says, no, just another moment or two. The, the Lord is trying to do in this church. It cannot be done in the flesh. There are deep mysteries in God. I'm talking to people right now. Some of you, you crave that. You want that. And the way you're going to access that is by taking a step further. You want that oil. You want that anointing. Then you're going to have to get comfortable being uncomfortable. You're going to have to get a little uncomfortable with the glory of God. Where suddenly you begin to pray in a way like you've never prayed before. Suddenly you respond like you've never responded before. But deep cries out to deep. And the depths of your spirit is crying out to the depths of God. I want something more. Why don't you stand to your feet with me right now? Take the person's hand next to you. Uh, it's time to pray. It's time to respond. It's time to move. I don't know which part of this message, this teaching, talked to you the most, but whatever it is, it's time right now to go a little deeper. It's time to respond. Come on, go ahead right now. Open up your mouth and begin to pray. I can't want it for you. I can't do it for you. Come on, go ahead. Husband, wife, pray together. Family, pray together. Come on, Sister Tracy, be anointed. Come on, Sister Crystal, be anointed. Go deeper. Go deeper. Reach beyond. Lord, let it not just be 
just like as she got the Holy Ghost.